All right, let's get back into it with our friends Sherry DeNovo, Carly Nation, and Michael Giles. Michael, I've got to ask you, since you've been in government at all these levels, but currently the exec assistant to Councillor Michelle Holland, something locally that's reared its head is the uh, issue of guns and gangs and how best to address that. And the mayor has implored the... Uh, Toronto Police Services Board to support him in that regard with a $4 million allotment of cash uh, for this new technology, new tools that, in fact, the police chief was asking for. And uh, that includes uh, more surveillance cameras, something like uh, 74 instead of the current 34, and also uh, something called the uh, shot spotter technology from the United States. And uh, it's interesting because Tory says the installation of the technology, which costs $4 million, but we can't afford not to do it. It's a lot of money. It's spread over two years. Uh, it is also, most of it is a one-time cost to actually install the technology, and then the operational costs each year are far less than that. So to me, uh, when the police chief has asked me, uh, you know, as, uh, me meaning as a member of the board and as mayor and as a member of the city council, to give him these tools so that his men and women can do a better job, my answer to that is yes, because uh, we've got to uh, make sure we keep the city safe. All right. So I ask you, now $4 million, and uh, you hear from the head of the police association, they don't have the resources, i.e. the manpower in the cars patrolling these neighborhoods. So what good would that mean anyway? I liken it to, for example, an alarm, a burglar alarm goes off in your home. Nobody's responding to that anymore. I mean, is this money well spent? Well, yeah, I think it's money well spent. I I wouldn't equate this to a burglar alarm in a home. Uh, One of the reasons I think that there's an issue with responding to a lot of those is because there's literally tens of thousands of false alarms every year. And you literally, the, the police department would spend every hour of every day responding to these if they did that. The shot spotter stuff is is actually a, a very um, responsive technology. It's something that obviously, if there's a shot fired, it's it doesn't you know won't pick up car backfires and everything else. So uh, clearly, that would move to the front of of any kind of police call thing. You have this in you know in Cincinnati, Chicago, New York City, Birmingham, and everywhere where it's been put in place, the the, the police authorities in those jurisdictions say that this is it has been effective and it's something that's positive. So. You know, again, if you have so, tell me how it would work specifically. I mean, if somebody uh, fires off a gun in downtown Toronto, that's right. It immediately it senses that a shot has been fired. You know, in locations obviously where the equipment exists, and it immediately sends, uh, I guess, a call to the police, the radio room. It'll go right into the police cars, and and they respond to it. So, unless there are no cars to respond, this is the argument. There aren't enough uh, people out on the streets. Well, I think that argument again, we get into a hugely complicated debate, and now we have thousands and thousands of police. Officers. There was an article the other day written by a, a Wait police. A Where? Where? Well, we have uh, well, thirty nine hundred police officers. I think there's seventy eight hundred. I'm not mistaken. Fifty four hundred. Sorry, full. Uh, Toronto Police employees, 1,700 of them. No, no, I, I know, but you see, this no, is where a, the head of the association said at any given saying. time on a shift, there's 170 right. cops And out he there. knows how he can fix that situation well, immediately. Well, you talked about that yeah. by Open changing scheduling. Bargaining. That's right, exactly. Right. So, But having but how, said right. having said that, we do have police cars on the street. They do respond. You know, if you see a shooting, for example, uh, you know, tragic as you say, for Young Dundas Square, if you're watching it on news, you'll see lots of police cars responding to that. So they do prioritize things. The notion that they won't, you know, this is going to be an effective because they don't have anybody to respond to it. Of course, they're going to respond to immediately to something that is identified as a, a shot fired by this system. And it, and again, it, it is a very good system in the sense that it doesn't pick up a lot of false alarms. So if you see a shot fired, it goes to the a police car, that will be their priority. You as confident as Michael, Sherry? Mm. Uh, well, a couple of things. Um, obviously, there you know some have, have raised some privacy concerns, um, but I think the privacy concerns are more to do with kind of private 
companies using, uh, you know, cameras and not identifying them as such. So, I mean, I was surprised there's 13,000 on the TTC, for example, 500 around the Eaton Centre, um, and not all of them are identified. Um, I think in this instance where um, communities really have spoken, and I think the will of the community is really what should be taken into account. If they want this technology, um, they should get it. And and by the way, the city's not paying for it. My understanding is this money is coming from, you know, federal or provincial costs. Offers. So, uh, you know, I don't. I, I see that the community wants it to keep safe. Do it. And you, Carlene? I, I think we need cameras similar to what you have in the UK. CCC TV all over the place. Most surveilled they, patch of real uh, estate on the planet. I, right. I am not opposed to that. If you're not, look. Do you what, think the what, shot stopper what, thing is going to work, though, Spotter? It's it's one tool. Uh, amongst many, and and it's worth a try. I support the mayor in that. It's worth a try, uh, and and it's worth spending the additional millions on 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 all these other tools to try to deal with the fact we've had over two hundred and seventeen shooting incidents, and what over fifty odd people uh, uh, uh-huh. killed. Uh-huh. So I mean, twenty seven by the gun. Right? We we are in a crisis situation here. This is this right, is so different from what we've. All these so, things, money well spent. Because money the well spent, police and need let's the tools. get those officers out at nighttime. I support that right. strongly. And the ride along, if you've got to wear a vest. Uh, hey, I've got no problems with the There's nothing vest. racist with that in certain neighborhoods. <laughs> no, I think no, we all no, agree but, on know, that. Yeah. No, no. But two, one thing I want to say is I want everybody to understand in the Jane and Finch community, I, I go there, I shop there, I support the community. I get my hair done near the community. I The pharmacist is at Keelan Finch and all of these there go people should go in the neighborhood and shop and support well do you that think that community. this idea of having to wear a vest there look this is the way no, it was played up originally by Andrea Horvath that that stigmatized the the neighborhood and was therefore racist that what, got thrown out because was, that's standard police procedure it is what was wrong and and Michael Tobolo acknowledged it if he had said everything he said without using well I had to put on a, a, a the vest right. if he if he didn't say that everything he said was correct well because people but, erroneously jump to conclusions that's right so and andrea horvath i keep saying she should check her uh this whole racism accusations because she's got an mpp who accused uh who said the police chief should get a coon award i think that's even All right, worse well, jill andrews that was something that uh was the uh, lead up to the election just completed let's come back more topics worthy of discussion in a moment on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto